Hello, my beautiful friend. I am so excited to spend some time with you and to talk about a subject that I am incredibly passionate about. Um, Last weekend, I gave this presentation to my stake here in Arizona, and I feel really passionate about it because I think that these are some of the truths that were the most difficult for me to accept. And I've studied them for years, really trying to understand um, this idea of feeling capable. The title of of the class was, I got this. Meaning, whatever our struggle, whatever our challenge, not only do we have the capacity to survive these trials, but we have the capacity to thrive, to gloriously become the exalted divine daughter that we were created to be and live the purposes we were created for. I love this quote by Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf because I believe one of the most poignant truths that Satan attacks is our identity and purpose. Quote, we don't always know the details of our future. We do not know what lies ahead. We live in a time of uncertainty. We are surrounded by challenges on all sides. Occasionally, discouragement may sneak into our day. Frustration may invite itself into our thinking. Doubt might enter about the value of our work. In these dark moments, Satan whispers in our ears that we will never be able to succeed that the price isn't worth the effort and that our small part will never make a difference. He is the father of all lies and will try to prevent us from seeing the end from the beginning. End quote. Satan doesn't want us to believe that we are capable because then Satan can win due to our inaction. I felt Satan sneaking into my mind and telling me that I was unable to deliver this message to you today. But Satan is a liar. And I do not trust someone who lies for a living. I trust the Spirit because the Spirit is bound to truth. In Jacob 4.13, it says, The Spirit speaketh the truth and lieth not. It's true. The Spirit does teach truth, and we can trust that truth will be given to us over and over through all of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, and love unfeigned. The Spirit does not work and feel like anxiety. That is the adversary. The adversary works in feelings of fear and of inadequacy and of doubt and scarcity. That is not how God works. Every single one of us is going through different trials and different phases of difficulty. Some of us are working through relationship problems, while others are riddled with grief. Some are overwhelmed with the thought of getting through the day with little kids, while others who have recently transitioned into becoming empty nesters are trying to find meaningful ways to spend their time. We all have different, different challenges and ways that our life is structured. But regardless of the details, regardless of our difficulty or our sins that keep coming up, I want you to know that you have got this. 
Sherry Dew taught that, quote, you were born to lead by virtue of who you are, the covenants that you have made, and the fact that you are here now in the 11th hour, end quote. You were born to lead, but leading can often feel lonely and an uphill battle. President Henry B. Eyring said, quote, if you were on the right path, it will always be uphill, end quote. Although that can feel very daunting, it's true. We're going to have resistance, the opposition in all things. That makes sense. There would be more opposition when we are choosing good over and over. So what do we do if we are on the right path and we feel that opposition moving towards us? How do we maintain hope through that struggle? I believe we collect and cling to truth. And one of those truths is your specific ability to overcome and become an exalted daughter of the Most High God. Romans 8, 15-16 answers this question and it says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If it so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. That scripture teaches us our destiny and purpose is to suffer, meaning experience or experience suffering in this life with Christ so that we could receive the glory of God together. We're not meant to do this life alone. And through Christ, we can receive all that the Lord has. God believes in the buddy system. He knew that there is power when we can turn to someone and ask for help or reassurance or both. It's one of the many reasons we needed a savior. We can overcome the harsh conditions of this life by collecting truths of who we are and understanding who Christ is. Some of the greatest friends to me in the last decade have been the scriptures. I have found solace in the faith and insights when they experience trials. Enos, when he recalls the truths of his father and then feels consumed by his need for revelation and understanding. He talks about pouring out his whole soul and he's, he wants to feast upon this um, you know, answer that he'll receive from God. I love these ideas. I love this, um, this language that they use. The truths of the gospel that have been pieced together as a beautiful quilt of love and understanding have kept me warm in some of my darkest and coldest moments. Harsh circumstances have come into my life and the real comfort has been truth that has helped me reframe hardship and see trials for the learning experiences that they truly are. When I doubt my own validity and strength, I can run to the scriptures. I can run to the truth that I find there and have my anxieties calmed through the eternal principles that extend far beyond what I am feeling in my mortal experience. Truth is bigger than hormonal imbalances, fears of the future, and hardships we have not yet conquered. One truth that we must understand 
to believe in our capacity to overcome any trial is foreordination. Were we foreordained for this life? I believe we were. I know this because I know God. And God would not hand out assignments for his work to someone he didn't trust or know was capable of the job. He wouldn't ask you to parent a child you were unable to connect with or to live with a disease that would undoubtedly break your spirit or ask you to do something impossible. He is not setting you up for failure. Instead, he is proving you herewith. He is refining and defining your strength and showing you who you are. My husband and I drove to a job interview in 2013 to a university in Baybrook, Texas. We felt so peaceful in the area. And then we found this tiny little town close by that we would want to live at. And we hoped and prayed and felt so good about living in this area. I felt the Lord just speaking peace to my brain over and over about this opportunity. A couple weeks later, we found out that we were passed on for the job and could not figure out why we had felt so much peace about that area. In 2019, two jobs later, we lived in a town across the city of Houston from Baybrook, Texas. My husband's work called him six months into his assignment and told him that they were moving locations and ended up moving into a building not three blocks away from that university in Baybrook. We found one house in our price range in the tiny little town that we felt so peaceful at and just loved six years prior. I saw our lives completely change course from living in that town. I received essential medical care that I don't know I would have had any other place and made critically important relationships there, one of which completely shifted my entire life moving forward. We had faith-promoting experiences in that tiny house, with that job, in that area, with that ward, with those friends that changed us for eternity. I know that God had his hand in preparing us for that opportunity that we were foreordained to not only live in that area but have our lives be changed by the people that we knew and the things that we saw and the ways that we felt the Lord show up for us over and over. I believe that one of my eternal purposes was to connect with certain people there so that things could be sparked within us and set things in motion like this podcast. The prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, taught us that, quote, Your Heavenly Father has known you for a very long time. You, as His daughter, were chosen by Him to come to earth at this precise time, to be a leader in His great work on earth. You were chosen not for your bodily characteristics, but for your spiritual attributes, such as bravery courage, integrity of heart, a thirst for truth, a hunger for wisdom, and a desire to serve others. 
you have developed some of these attributes premortally. Others you can develop here on earth as you persistently seek them. End quote. The challenges you see before you at this time is the opportunity to expand those spiritual attributes. They may very well be the characteristics you were foreordained to attain to help the Lord do his work. He may be stretching you, just as he has in the past, but think about all the goodness he's stretching you for, all the goodness you have now because of the stretching that you have already done. One of my favorite examples in the scripture is Sariah, wife of Lehi. She was not only willing to live her comfortable home in Jerusalem, but she left it for the wilderness or complete discomfort. (laughs) She left it for unknown discomfort, which is often the scariest kind. Not only that, she bore children in the wilderness and nursed all over the place without a boppy as they ventured through the desert. If Sariah hadn't been willing to do that, the Book of Mormon story would have been shifted tremendously because of her absence. Her willingness to follow God and her husband's inspiration has affected all of the posterity after her, and millions of people who have read the Book of Mormon and received testimonies of its truth. Sariah has affected me greatly. I thought of her many times while I was experiencing severe pain and sickness while carrying my children. She may not have been the main character as the story was told from Nephi's perspective, but to me, her faithfulness has changed my life. Her willingness to mother and to love and to be humble and to repent and have faith And to go off very little information because she knew that that's what the Lord wanted has been vital to my life and my experience. Your story and foreordination will look different than mine and Sariah's and your mom's and your friend's, but the importance of your faithful action to fulfill your purposes is invaluable. Whether one or one million are affected by your righteousness, we remember the scriptures that say, quote, The worth of souls is great in the sight of God. Bring saveth me one soul unto me. How great shall be your joy with me in the kingdom of my Father. End quote. Whether the soul that you bring to the Lord is yours or others with you, you will receive great joy. Choosing to venture, venture into your wilderness, that although you do not see a path before you, you know that he does. God sees and knows and has created a path for you. You have also been given spiritual gifts for such a time as this. You have tools to assist you in your foreordained purposes. Some spiritual gifts are endowed from before we came to this world. Intelligence is that the Lord has given us in the process of the creation of our souls. Essentially, they are pieces of himself and of Heavenly Mother. Some gifts 
are given throughout our life as the Lord and the Holy Ghost see fit the need for us to acquire them. Some gifts we pray to cultivate and some naturally flow into our lives through the work that we do. I have seen spiritual gifts developed to the point within a person that it becomes one of their most definable qualities. It almost seems like a facet of their personality, which in so many words is true. Their gifts become embedded in their spirit and their life. One of the most powerful examples I see from the women in my life is their willingness to serve others with their spiritual gifts, despite having needs of their own. Taking time out of their busy schedules and lives to see people in need and lend love to them. Think of the ways that you have served the Lord by loving and serving those around you. This is one more indicator of your capacity to become like your heavenly parents. The prophet Russell M. Nelson spoke about the power you possess through loving others. Quote, My dear sisters, your power will increase as you serve others. Your prayers, fasting, time in the scriptures, service in the temple, and family history work will open the heavens to you. End quote. It is not just the meals you're providing and the physical service you're rendering now, although those are beautiful and counted and important. But the spiritual work that you are doing right now to overcome, to better position yourself, to serve people in the future because of the truths that you are attaining right now. You have the capacity to not only conquer trials, but to then become strong enough to help others through those same trials. That's one of the most important reasons that we experience this life together, because God believes in the buddy system. We need each other's perspective and spiritual gifts to help uplift and encourage. I remember in 2011, sitting in the Rexburg Temple President's office as a newlywed, asking to be released as a temple worker because my cancer had come back. I didn't understand at the time the scope of what my treatment or life would look like in the next year, but I knew that I was physically and mentally weak. I couldn't make it through an entire shift. I had to sit most of the time, and when I got home, I slept for the rest of the day. I told him that I was upset that I didn't want to stop serving, but he told me that my service was in experiencing this trial. He said that one day I would use this experience to help others. I couldn't see how at the time my immense feelings of fear and even doubts could ever lend help to anyone. Although I do not know the full scope of the importance of my experiencing those things. I do know that having cancer has been a way to serve others, especially people I love, and offer love in a dark time. After years of experience and research, I can give them a deeper understanding into treatment options and ways to recover more comfortably, and also aftercare, how to take care of their bodies after going through these different surgeries and treatments. This aspect of being on the other side of a trial 
is one that can bring us some of the greatest joys in life. To comfort those that stand in need of comfort. You may not see the ways your trials could possibly be lived through or overcome right now. But one way to maintain hope is knowing that your choices will help others along the way. Your friends, your posterity, your sisters in the ward. You are paving the way through your faith to help others know how to navigate forward. This is righteousness in your life to maintain faith and hope but also to serve and love others in the future. You should be proud of your willingness to seek God and work through your hardships. I know that there are so many people who need you. Your life experience, your way of explaining gospel truths, and your way of living it. Don't be bashful into stepping in those Roles that you have been given as a daughter of God who knows and lives her love of the gospel, her gifts of the spirit, her life experience. Don't be afraid to seek after what the Lord has instructed you to do. You will see the work you do in tandem with him, bringing forward great blessings to your sphere of influence. God has set you in this position to not just survive, but thrive, to faithfully endure and then show others how to do so, to learn of him and to learn who you truly are as you develop your spiritual gifts and power. You are part of a great work and you will accomplish it with the Savior, Jesus Christ. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I hope you have a great week. Bye. (music) 